Welcome back to the Pink Door. I'm Lonnie. And I'm Margie. So. I sound crazy. Do I? I sound no, crazy? No, I sound crazy. Probably I sound. Oh, I thought you meant like I'm like, I sound crazy. Like, no. why are you so happy? My voice. <laughs> I sound crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's better than <clears throat> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so today, um, I feel like it's going to be a little bit of an emotional one, especially if you've already, um dealt with something like this also um we want to give a what's it called a trigger warning yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. for sure trigger warning once again but we'll put that in the description um this is a side of like margie that i feel i didn't really know when she was going to be comfortable talking about it and for some for some time I was like I never wanted to ask I never wanted to be like hey so what when are we going to talk about this um but I feel like our listeners always not enjoy the vulnerable sides of us but um appreciate the vulnerable sides of us more than anything um and this part I know is kind of uh I don't know the word that I'm looking for when it comes to you this part of your life i know it's something that you don't like to talk about um unless people know you then obviously they know this Uh, part of i'm already gonna start crying this part of my life is like uh you're dealing with my inner child yeah so um some events happened today that I, when I wrote the podcast notes, um, they could have went two different ways, which is why I told Margie. I mean, they can go in the way of you talking about, um, tr- you know, traumatic things that happened to you in your life, or it can go in a way of us not even touching that subject. But obviously, for reasons, for reasons that happened today... Um, I think it's just, I think it's time. I think it's time for Margie to kind of like come out of her little shell and talk to you guys about, um, what really happens because people are not perfect and there's traumatic things that happen in people's lives where they don't like to talk about it. They kind of keep it to themselves because it sounds like you're crazy. And she even said earlier, I just don't want to sound like, what did you say? I don't want to sound like what? I don't want people to sound, I don't want people to think that my life is just like all over the place and like crazy. Yeah. Or like unstable. Yeah. She's like, I don't want people to know that I have like baby daddy drama. Yeah. Like it's distasteful. And she said like, and I don't, she even mentioned that she didn't know if she felt comfortable talking about it because she she was trying to process in her own brain, well, is it that bad? Yeah. Like and, minimizing it. Yeah. And I told her she doesn't have to talk about, like, what happened today. But I think the, pro- the, the parts of it that she's already processed from years ago, I think that's the part where we can start. Um, because it is important, especially to the women that listen to us, um, for them to hear that, they're not the only ones. Yeah. And I don't even think, like, some of, most of our clients don't even know, like, probably half of of what's happened. Yeah. 
So, um, obviously, the title of this, your people are going to be like, I'm kind of confused. Like, what does that even mean to be fearfully fearless? <laughs> um, but for me, I just deleted my podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought I deleted my podcast. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, um, for me, fear, fearfully fearless means that you're so fearful of what life could be that you have to be fearless. And um, I feel like at this moment in Margie's life, that's kind of where she's at. Like, she told me, like, I'm in fight, flight, or would you say freeze mode? Uh-huh. And I said, well, you can't freeze, but definitely fight and flight for sure. Um, so I'm going to let her kind of like give backstory on. No, you can't just make me. Th- no, what, you can. How far back am I going? You don't have to go far back. Just, I guess, people are going to start getting confused. So it's the relationship. Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't have to tell them who he is to you, but a past relationship. Yeah. So, well, I guess well, we, we already save, said it. We said baby daddy drama. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, he should be responsible. Like, he should. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't keep him in hiding mm-hmm. and he shouldn't be, we shouldn't protect him. Yeah. No, he does not need protection. Yeah. Um, so basically I met this person, I mean, years ago I was... 19 years old um i mean immediately fell in love with him i thought he was beautiful and then i mean fast forward uh a year later we actually get to know each other and ended up dating and i don't really remember when the abuse started right like uh like I can't tell you the first time, but I can tell you looking back on pictures of, you know, bruises and past abuse that I've had, it started like pretty fast in like six months, like very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why he had such a tie on me at, at that moment in my life. So soon in the, in the relationship. Um, I don't know, probably because he made me feel like financially he was supporting me in a way like that he made it seem like I couldn't do for myself, which was paying my rent, which he divided, by the way, with his brother and sister-in-law. So it was realistically like, I don't know, if rent back then was like $1,200, the (laughs) rent was like six, seven hundred dollars Like, I pay $1,800 now. Well, not by myself now, but I did by myself, like, now. So he just made me believe that I couldn't afford it and that I needed him. So I guess, like, that was the reason why that he had, like, that hold on me. And, I mean, it was, like, emotional. It was a lot of verbal. There, uh... There were, like, moments that I would be, like, confused because I 
he had like a routine. Like the day the day after the abuse, right? Uh, he would come home with a CVS bag or like a Walgreens bag, but usually CVS and then um a lobster sandwich with soup from um what is that place called? It's not open on Sundays. Fucking Chick fil A? No, it's on Eastern. <laughs> it's on Zoops. Zupas. Right? That's Cafe. a place. Isn't it Cafe Zupa? Yeah. Am I crazy? It's like I don't a know. Greek place? It's Zupas like, is soup like Greek. And, soup and sandwiches. And like bruised medicine. Mm-hmm. To obviously like speed up the healing speed up my healing process because yeah. it was inconvenient. Yeah. I was <clears throat> fully going to work. And listen, let me just say that we're not deleting this podcast just because you sound congested. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> well, she does that all the time where she's like, I sound congested. It's not going out. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, I was like going to work. I mean, I was like 20, 21 at this point, 22. And my parents never saw me during this time but like I was going to work like fucked up so question how how were you able to like live daily life and no one like I guess say anything they did at work like they would ask me like oh what happened and I would like make up this crazy fucking story like you know when like you're talking to somebody that's like not there and that you're just like listening to them tell you the story and you're like, bitch, I know that's not what happened. You know, because like, obviously you're going in there like that often. I mean, yes. And it would be like my lip totally busted. Like to this day, I, I have like um, like a scar that never went away that um, was over some guy liking my picture. Mm -hmm. that he was like upset about one day and just like popped me um they would ask but I would just make up these crazy ass stories like literally I I mean I had there's this like terrible picture of me like with my um um I had carpet burn on my forehead mm-hmm and I went to work and I literally looked at them straight in their fucking face and said, I burned my hair like straightening or burned, burned my forehead straightening or curling my hair. Like no, no fucking way. Like that looked like you could tell somebody had fucking dragged me. Mm -hmm. So... I would make up a bunch of stories. I remember one time, like, I went to Dre's during the summer with one of my best friends. And she was the, she is the only one that has ever, like, noticed it and mm -hmm. said something and said, like, what is going on? Like, that's not okay. And they were, like, just fingerprints on my, on my arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and then how long did it go on? I mean, I was with him for like, like eight years on and off. So every time that he would get upset, like really badly, right? Or when the fight would get really out of control, kind of like today, today would have been a day that today, that's why I said I don't like the cycle, right? Because when you go through, when you go through abuse, um, it's a cycle that you repeat. And like, I'm not a a therapist, so I'm not going to get into like detail of like how that works, but it's definitely, I'm an expert (laughs) by experience. Like Mm -hmm. you're stuck feeding it and you're stuck defending it and you're stuck fighting it and you're stuck like all of that you're doing all of that and minimizing it and like trying to be like it didn't happen it didn't happen it didn't happen it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad um you know they're not that bad of a person and like maybe I did maybe I did do something wrong like I even like started to question I even like went back into messages after I was like no fucking way I did anything wrong you know like Mm -hmm. it's just like a, a constant cycle and like Um, the wanting to fix it I totally lost my train of thought <laughs> what did you ask me how I long? said how long oh yeah eight years but then I said on and off oh so today that's that was my point today in the cycle right today would have been the big argument and I would go to sleep with a knot in my stomach Mm -hmm. and probably not even really sleep on the couch downstairs because when we would argue I would you know go lay on the couch wondering if like tomorrow I had a relationship or I was going to get thrown out of the house it just depended on like how he felt tomorrow Mm mm-hmm so I would spend all night like figuring out how to kiss his ass. And like but typically the next day he was always like, Okay, it's over. Sometimes sometimes he would sometimes he would, like I said, show up with the lobster fucking sandwich. The same shit every single time. Like it just depended on the on how bad the ass beating was that day or how you know. There were times like that it would be like petty fights, say like at the at the at the clubs, right? And literally, I would drive off because he would like be throwing like rocks at my car, like just weird shit like that. And to the point where it was like, I got to remove myself, you know, because like this is already like bad. Like you lost me. I'm going. I'm going to the places because your brain I'm talking is about it. Yeah, yeah. It's because I'm going there when I'm talking about it. Um. And so earlier you said that you were glad that he wasn't going to jail today. Yeah. Did you ever feel like that even back then? Yeah. Be- yeah. Even even. Even the scariest time of my life, like, even when I thought that, which was a couple of times that I thought 
like he could have killed me, mm-hmm. I still, my thought was not, he could end my life. My thought was, oh my God, he's going to regret this he's, mm-hmm. if he takes it too far. Mm-hmm. Your main thing is... I'm thinking you, about him. Yeah, like you try to protect him. Yeah. But then at the same time, you don't. Like you are, but you aren't. Yeah. Like you're not trying to protect him in the moment, but you're trying to protect him because... In, in your head, I guess. But not out loud. It's just weird. Like, I, it's just weird. And... I mean, obviously, now it's a little bit different because we have kids and, like, it's a whole different type of, like, I don't want him to be in any issue, right? Mm -hmm. But it's hard. It's hard to... How long do you allow somebody to do this to you? Mm -hmm. It's insane. It's, like, people think that I exaggerate all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But there were really scary moments mm-hmm. that only I have been there with him. And at those times when, like, all of those things happen, like, say, for instance, like, today, you obviously called me, like, 50 billion times, which, no big deal. I was at home. I wasn't even working or doing anything. <laughs> no, literally, no big You're deal. You're like, I could file a harassment on you. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like... No big deal. Like, I'm glad, obviously, I was able to, like, be there for you to, like, be an ear and, like, talk you down a notch. Um, or even just to say, like, oh, you know, just come to my house. Like, yeah. just come shower at my house or something. Um, and those moments, like, back then, did you – she's blowing her nose. Right. <laughs> Did you have somebody, I guess, that was a me back then? Did you have, I mean, because I know you, like, your parents weren't there. I, like, am I still on or did I fuck yeah, it up because I muted it? Um, no, you're on. I didn't feel comfortable to talk about it. I kind of, like, ne- neglected it. Like, I was just, like, I, I, I think I told his sister-in-law. Like, she was the only person I confided in. And it took me a long time to tell her. Mm-hmm. And we lived together. I, I was mean, this say, he no would pack heard? my car. He would pack my. Yeah, she, she they, she, they live. We, we all live together. She knew about it. I, I remember because she's like, she was the one who. She saw it one day. Uh, we, we had gotten like super fucked up. And he got mad and the way that he grabbed my arm, like she was like, what the fuck, you know, da, da, da. and so I confided in her because we were so drunk. And I was like, you know, that's not the first time, whatever. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, that was my first time that I smoked weed as mm-hmm. an adult. And I did it. I did it after um, after like a moment of abuse mm-hmm. and since then like i've kind of just smoked and here's my thing is that like um when margie first like decided to start trying to fix her family um obviously because we haven't known each other very long um and my husband and i uh our relationship and our marriage stems from something that was not healthy into something that is pretty healthy now 
Um, so I was rooting for them in the beginning where I was just like, I even had a conversation with him and I even told him like, listen, I'm literally the only one who not agrees with it, but like, I'm literally the only one rooting for you guys. I'm literally the only one who's saying like, fix your family. Um, because everybody else was not even wanting to talk about it. Like no one even really wanted to hear about it. Eventually it came to a point where I started to see what everybody else had already seen that I began to get on like their level of annoyance and was like anytime she would talk about him and then her and I got into not a disagreement but yeah kind of at first and it turned into something else where I was like I understand what you're saying um but I did get to that point where I was like, fuck, dude. I didn't want to see her start climbing back into that, like, hole. Um, because I started to notice, like, little things here at work where she was coming in, I don't know, like, not showered and, like, out all fucking night. And yeah. not throwing away, like, her trash at least. Like, her area was even messy on, like, her side of the room. And, like, just the way she was coming in, I was just... And this was at the time that they recently were, like, they were trying to fix things. And I started to realize it just... It wasn't healthy. And his narcissistic ways were dragging her back to where she was before. Um, Like, just him keeping her out all night and basically isolating her yeah. like it was a way of isolation and that's that's really how yeah, i because viewed it, it takes over all my time all your time yeah so if you if she wasn't at work it was like she was always with him yeah um and she wasn't really calling me at, during those times not saying you have to call me but like you weren't really calling me anymore no. yeah. you weren't texting me anymore and it was to the point where like i was coming to work and i was at work by myself a lot yeah and Um, I remember talking to one of my clients and I was just like, I just don't really know, like, if I have permission to, like, say anything or if I have, like, the space to tell her, like, I'm I'm recognizing things that, like, I've never recognized before, but I've heard them. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of piecing it together. Um, But I, I don't know, I guess, do you feel comfortable telling um the last time like you decided to leave like for the final time i mean i decided to leave when i decided to leave when i was five months pregnant with my son because there was um a little bit of a uh I don't remember whose birthday or what we were celebrating at my house, but my family was there and my brothers were drinking with him, you know, and I didn't realize how much he had drank. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was pregnant as fuck, so I was sober. Mm -hmm. Um, And the water temperature of the tub was too hot. And as he had a rash. And Mm -hmm. I said, it has to be lukewarm water because, like, it'll obviously irritate her more. And I didn't even say it, like, fucked up. But he obviously was, you know, 
intoxicated so he got mad and he like squared up with me <laughs> like came up to me like to the doorway like I, like he was about to like slap me for saying what I said you know mm-hmm. and the thing is that there was a really bad moment in my first pregnancy where he did get violent and I was seven days away from having my first kid that I was like I'm not gonna put myself in that situation this pregnancy because mm-hmm. I could have died like that time I can't even say what I what like he did like I literally can't even say it but mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating like it could just like seconds away from dying mm-hmm. and so I realized like that that happened right and then I did call the cops um because he wouldn't like it just escalated right like I had even like called his mom and said like hey can you like come pick him up or like he doesn't listen to just sleep on the couch he kept like coming back to like argue mm-hmm. and so right after that he mentioned going back to his job and after he mentioned going back to his job, I was like, nope, here we go again. Here we go again. Like, it's going to be coming home with kiss marks on your ch- cheek and me saying, I mean, naturally, right? What the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And then quite literally getting slapped or whatever for, you know, not being a pleasant little quiet wife that doesn't complain or lets him live his fucking best life and then still come home and like I still have to like make sure to suck your dick every day and like make sure you know to like write it every day and you know be be sexually active and make sure the house is you know whatever like all the expectations um otherwise that was the alternative because if you weren't like and also, like, if you weren't a sexual partner, he would get mad. If I didn't drink to have sex with him, he would be upset. I couldn't just... I the, the, the last time that... The last time that was really, really bad was because I didn't have sex with him for nine days. And I didn't... I, that day, I didn't want to drink. I had a bad day at work, I remember. We were eating Red Robin. Wait, you had you had to drink? You couldn't just have sex sober? Like, meaning like he didn't want that? Like, literally, he was like, let's take shots and get fucked up. And I was like, okay, but just chill. Like, wait a little bit. Like, I'm not really in the mood to drink like that. And he was like, why are you being like that? Like, you drink with everybody else. Why don't you drink with me? And I'm like, I'm just not in the mood to drink right now. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, and he was upset because he wanted to drink to get me to have like you know sex Mm -hmm. or like whatever kind of performance he expected from me and like honestly it kind of makes me a little sad that like nope I can't even say that I can't even say that like for his safety I can't even say that why because I think there are parts of the the type of abuse and mind control that he has that would piss uh, anyone who is a father or 
a son or a brother because it's very controlling, you know, like but if I could be passed out the majority of the time, like that would be ideal. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would want that. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that day he gave me like it was Bacardi. Uh, what is it? One fifty one. Yeah. Like it's like they don't even sell it. It's like ninety nine percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. He was giving me double shots. Give me four of them. Oh. On an empty stomach and like. It was, like, tiny back then, you know? Yeah. So that was the last time, and uh, I ended up going to jail for that. I think that that's very important to say, like, I waited a long time, and I, in all of the moments that I could have called and said something, I didn't say anything, and it cost me so much in the long run. Yeah. That looking back now, if I had just been um, able to make that call, and I'm not saying that it's the easiest thing to do, but if I could have, or if someone around me would have, could have made the call for me, you know? Mm-hmm. There was times that people were around when, when things happened. Yeah. And, like, nobody called the cops. It well, was more like, let's settle everything down, you know? Well, that's how it was. Um when I was in a relationship in high school and he was that way, I remember there, I mean, he was on drugs, obviously, but, um, for his, like, especially one friend, like his one friend that was there a couple of times when it happened, I was just now like, you know, after everything, cause I mean, the last time he did that, I basically told him like, you're either going to kill me or you're going to let me go. But I mean, I'm not staying here. Like, literally with a gun to my head. It was like, you're either going to kill me or you're going to let me go home. And the only reason why he was mad at me and put a gun to my head was because I caught him cheating and I waited at his house. And I was watching, I was like, I mean, I was hitting him. I was mad. Yeah. Um, So I'm like in his garage and like against the wall with like a gun to my head. And I was just like, I mean, you pick one, like you let me go or you kill me. Like there's really, there's no yeah. in between because I'm not staying here. Yeah. Um, and he let me go. I mean, what was he going to do? He's a pussy. But yeah. I remember like his friend was there a couple times and I saw him when um, I went to go get ice cream. Like one of my ex-boyfriends took me to get ice cream and I told him like, I don't want to see him. But and I, and I also didn't want to see him. I didn't want him to see me with somebody else and then go and tell him. Yeah. Because um, that wouldn't have been good. But he got in the car and I remember asking him like, why didn't you ever say anything? And he was just like, what are you talking about? Like just so oblivious. And I was just like, you're such a pussy. Like you have, like you have to be such a pussy to see somebody like at one point, like I was against the wall, like held by the neck. My feet weren't even touching the floor. And I was just like, you have to be such a pussy. Yeah. Like, my friends were the only ones who ever said anything to him yeah. on prom night when he punched me in the car Yeah, going to my friend's house. And I was like, you're not coming with me. Like we had just got there. We were literally in front of her house and he had just hit me in the face. 
And um, my friends were actually standing outside when he did it. And I think they heard, I don't remember if they heard the commotion in the car or what it was. Um, but it was my best friend, the one that earlier you were like, what'd you call you for? Yeah. Um, her, she was just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you got to go. Yeah. Um, and my friends were the only ones who ever said anything. But I didn't stay in that relationship very long after those things started to happen. I um, mean, I would call, like, his family and, like, for cr- crying for help. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to get him in trouble. And no one ever showed up. No one ever showed up. Ever. Yeah. And the thing was that um, most of the abuse was during, like, his times that he was intoxicated, right? And to be honest, like, half of the time, I don't even understand, like, why. Like, sexual frustration, one, two, probably, like, dumb things. Like, I remember the one time that my friend my friend and his friend saw the part of the abuse, right? Mm-hmm. Um was over me not standing close to him at the club Mm -hmm. and it was like he poured his whole water bottle on my head at the club in front of everybody like literally on my head i don't even understand tapped it on and then his stupid ass friend was like i thought he was kidding what kind of joke is that yeah what do you mean, like, pouring somebody's drink on you? Like, it's, what are you doing? It's always their friends that try to, like, um, like water down Sugar the Sugarcoat it, like, water it down. Yeah. yeah. Like, and and I, you know what's crazy to me? That all of these fucking people around, right? Like, even, like, mutual friends think, like, it's, it's like, annoying when they're, like, oh, like, um... Like, you guys will get back together. Like, take some fucking ownership for who you, who your little homie is. You also have to think, friend, that oranges don't hang out with apples. Yeah. Yeah. So, they don't grow from the same tree. Yeah. Like, I mean, you guys have to have somewhat of the same personality in order to be friends with someone. Yeah. If I didn't have somewhat of the same personality as somebody... You're not considered my friend. You're considered my acquaintance. And I say hi to you. Yeah. Or like we probably hang in the same like circle of friends. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're a friend of mine. And also, obviously, since he's a narcissistic person, right? Like he obviously like doesn't isn't fully honest with everybody. Right. Like he Mm -hmm. like um there are even things that he's told his parents, for example, that he's done to me, that he's admitted, but he won't admit the worst, right? Like, does he have friends like you and I type friend? He does not have a friend that he hangs out with and calls like, no, I don't think so. Like, not like I can say like my husband has friends, right? Like if him and I were to go through something he has somebody that he would call, uh, even aside from his brothers, or even to the point where, like, he has friends that call him and, I wouldn't and tell know him who things. To invite to his birthday party, other than maybe three friends or two that I've yeah. known that that um, that I've seen them hanging around with. I he doesn't really have a lot of friends like that, and it's always 
the abusive men who don't have friends. Like he has a lot of acquaintances, yeah. right? He's cool with yeah. everybody. He's yeah. cool with everybody. Everybody loves him. But friends, friends, like you guys are going to go get lunch. No. Yeah. It's no. always the abusive men that don't have. It's always the abusive men that don't have friends. And like he'll say it like I don't have any friends. He, he, he says it. I don't and have any friends. I don't trust anybody. Exactly. Yeah. And narcissists are always so proud of that. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy to me that, like, they're so proud to not have people around them. Yeah. yeah. That's insane that they're like, oh, I don't trust anybody. Is it that? It's sad. Like, it's or like, is it that it people sounds don't like you need to heal? You? Yeah. It sounds like they need to heal. Because I can't imagine life without you... Brittany, Shannon, Nikki, and Alyssa. Yeah. Like, you five would carry my casket. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine don't, life. Don't say that right now. No, but it, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, people always, la- like, even Steve laughs. Like, how many best friends do you have? I'm like, bitch, I have five for every yeah. part of my personality. Yeah. Like, yeah for yeah. all sides of my personality, yeah. there's five of you. Yeah. You're like, and one of them is, when one of them is acting up with the personality I don't like, I call the other one and I talk to about them. <laughs> And I'm <laughs> like, and you all this is why I say personalities. You all fit a specific music genre in my life. I did. Wait, which one am I? You're my you're my paisa side. I'm crying. <laughs> I got the most ghetto one. You're my paisa side. Alyssa is like my West Coast hip hop side. Yeah. Brittany is my gospel and um like sublime fucking red hot chili pepper side. And then Shannon is my R&B side. <laughs> Nikki is my Meg the Stallion, I'm hot dead. girl, city girl sty- side. <laughs> Did I miss one? You, Nikki, Alyssa, Shannon. And I Brittany. said Brit. And I yeah. said Brit. Yeah. yeah. You guys all fit those sides of my life. I'm dead. <laughs> I don't but like, friends. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand why people don't. Like, people are so proud to say, like, I don't have any friends. I don't trust anyone. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. Like, and it's it was always like that. Like, it was mostly we went out with my friends. Or, like, his brother was the one who really had the friends. And, like, he just kind of hung out with the brother and their friends, you know. Like, they were like a group. They were a group. Which, by the way... I also, back in the day, like, looking back, now I laugh, right? Like, now I'm like, I don't, I could give two rats asses about you fucking people, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, God bless you, but I don't give a fuck about you. Like, literally, I muted your ass. I don't give a fuck. I unfollowed you, blocked you. I don't care. Like, the group of friends that I was so obsessed with being such a like in touch with all of them because I just wanted him to like love me mm-hmm. you know and accept me and I just figured like if I fit in there at least like you know that I would be good and when we obviously like broke up or when we would break up even like in the breaks you know like obviously on and off um Obviously, they wouldn't fuck with me, you know, and they would act mm-hmm. like weird, like get involved. And I'm just like, ew, goodbye. And like now one of them isn't even in the family anymore. And I know you feel like earlier was like um, the hallway sometimes feels like never ending, right? 
Um, and you're like, it's still, it still hasn't ended with him. The, the hallway, like you haven't gotten out of it yet. Um, but I think you have. I think that it doesn't feel that way because you're brought back and you, you think you're still in that hallway, but I don't, I don't think you are. When I hear, um, like those stories or, um, because obviously it wasn't around. So when I hear those stories, I'm like, but that's not the person that I know. Like even with today's situation, you handled it so different than you would have handled it back then. Even though it felt emotional and even though it felt hard, you didn't handle it in the same way. Yeah. You handled it the way you should have handled it. Um, it just felt, I think, emotional to you because you showed yourself that you're a lot stronger than you were. I just think it's like, for me, it, it, I don't like feeling like that, obviously, because I feel afraid, like literally for my life like not kidding like in those moments of when these when these people are mad right when they're like i'm not talking about like i'm not talking about you're mad because your show got canceled or your flight got rescheduled i'm talking about like rage like yeah insane like you're high on something rage like crazy you want to fucking kill somebody rage and even if you're not on drugs rage it's the rage rage that's getting you high sick rage like literally like where it's like if something doesn't get done uh you know something will get done like he's not gonna stop until that Mm -hmm. and so um it that that like is scary to me when like today when I had my kids, how how sad was it today that I said my kids are safer there with his parents mm-hmm. than with me? Mm-hmm. Because if they're with me, not only am I, am I a target, I'm a bigger target because my kids are with me. Now my kids are a target. Mm-hmm. And not saying like he's done anything to them before. But say, like, you know, like, in that moment that I pulled out, if he had chased after me, like, chased after me in the car with my kids in the car with, you know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. logic in that. Or um, try to, like, car bump me to get me to pull over or something. I don't know. Um, and just that gut feeling of, like, rushing out of my house with my kids and, like, rushing to put their seatbelts on because I am trying to have every minute on my side Mm -hmm. i don't like like that feeling is very shitty yeah i i can't even watch like things still you know because it like gives me like or like um like feeling like i'm stuck somewhere right like if i don't have a car or like if i don't have keys or if i'm like stuck in a place Mm -hmm. i get anxiety because it it I just I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I do think you handled it a lot. I think you handled it well today. I mean, even though you were emotional doesn't mean that you didn't handle it well. Um, I think you handled like the situation with him well too. I think the feeling after also is ugly. That's another yeah. thing that like the shame. 
yeah, like feeling like, especially recording this and talking about it. Like I, I said, feeling I tried, like a glass box. Yeah, I try to explain it. Like I understand that. Like I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Um, people who are victims of like sexual assault are less than or equal to or anything, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like today, for example, my dad says to me like, well. I think what we're going to do is, like, we all should have a conversation. His parents, your parents, you know, be him and you, and, like, we're all going to talk about it. And it's, like, are y'all fucking listening to what you're saying? So you, It's, like, literally sitting there telling your daughter, like, we're going to sit across your fucking rapist. Yeah. And we're going to make him understand that, yeah. that it's not okay to do these things. Like, obviously, he is a grown-ass man. If he understood those things... As a gr- you wouldn't need to tell him like mm-hmm. he's a grown ass man, so, um, and I knew that the relationship between you two wasn't healthy. Like when you guys started trying to fix things and everything, I knew that it wasn't healthy at the moment when I started to realize that anytime you guys weren't together, like, you know, like texting or something, uh, you were arguing. Yeah, like it was never like him texting like. How's work? Yeah. You hungry? Yeah. Um, Like, just anything. I, literally, it could have been anything in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. just as simple as how's work. Yeah. Um, And then when you were together, it was like the argument never happened. Yeah. And it was like, well, let me wine and dine her. Let me get, yeah, and that's, let me get that's a room. That's what the problem is, right? That it's it was like, instead of dealing with whatever I was disagreeing with him at the time, like, say mm-hmm. I was like hey, this isn't working for me anymore. Like, me sharing what I needed in that relationship. Yeah. He would just be like, okay, yeah, no, we're going to work on it. And then, like, take me to dinner, like, something nice. And then, you know, I would be like, okay, so I'm assuming he's going to, like, do it because, you know, sounds fucking promising. And then days will pass and nothing will get done. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Also, there's a lot of, like, oh, I've changed. I'm a changed person. I'm a changed person. And he'll be like a changed person for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then one day he just decides to drink like today. And then he fucking snaps. Um, when I worked at that company and I um, obviously used to like hear the Did story. you hear about that? You told me. That like, he went there? What? I never told you he went there. No. They told him they they threatened to call the cops on him. Oh really? Yeah, because during a night shift. Oh yeah, because he was mad one day. He showed up to work, and he, I he was outside, and I said, "Hey, I have a client right now. It's just a weekly. Give me just like forty five minutes. I'll come back out and talk to you." And when I went to walk back inside and open the door, he closed it on me. And he wouldn't move. And so the receptionist. When you. Okay, wait, one more time. You went back inside. I was trying to go back inside. Uh huh. So I went to open the door to go back inside the facility and he closed it on me. Oh, uh huh. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I need to go to work. And the receptionist saw that he wouldn't, like, let me in. So she, like, opened the door from inside and was like, do you need me to call the cops? And I was like, yes. So he left. Yeah, he's antagonized me there. Do I know the receptionist? Who was it? 
It was the first one. What was her name? The little um, was she Vietnamese? The first one. The little hand tattoo. The little thin tattoo. She was practicing to do that. Mm, she know. was like the OG, the lead receptionist. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know the one that I got into it with. Yeah. I got into it with her. What was her name? Who cares? We're not. I don't remember her name, but I know Is who you're talking Sarah? about. No. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, I made her cry. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her. It was her. Yeah, the and one then I made cry. It's so crazy, right? Like I told you today, because like when I went into my room, I remember what room I was in. I don't remember a lot of things, right? When like, you went into your room, I have bad memory. Like after that moment, right? Oh, like uh-huh. you close the door, and I panicked a little because I was like, "Oh my god, he's about to go ape shit!" And like in front of all of these people, and I'm gonna be so embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. Like a little child in trouble like embarrassed like you just spanked me in front of everybody type of shit yeah and i remember like i went into my room into the room that i was like working in like lashing in and i remember like sitting down and being like oh my god i can't believe that just happened it didn't happen it didn't happen it literally didn't just happen it's fine and then embarrassed also that like she dude they went back she even had to ask well, and they went back inside the room and like after, right? And we're like, obviously like, dude, are you okay? And I'm just like in neglect mode. Like I was like, it, I'm totally fine. Nothing happened. I'm totally fine. Nothing happened. Like it's just like the the mechanism of like dealing with trauma, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm just like right, writing over it or putting white out because I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Or like it just makes me feel like not good. Like, um like it put in a in a small in a small room you know or like grounded or like ashamed or just like i don't know but can you imagine how angry his inner child is like when i hear the way that he acts and the way that he acts out like that i'm just like what the fuck happened in your life yeah cuz when I told you, like, oh, he reminds me of so-and-so in my life, right? I obviously know why that person in my life acts that way. But I'm just like, what the fuck happened in his life? That, like, like you don't try that with anybody else. Like, even though you're, like, in... And I know he's going to hear this, and I just... I don't care because he's not going to do anything to me. Even though, like, you're an internet banger or, like, your little, like, your little <sighs> thumbs are so fast... Um, you really don't do anything in person and you go after people that you know you can potentially beat up, right? Yeah. Like you would never try that with my husband. <laughs> I'm sorry. You yeah. just would never would. Like my husband would be way too happy and like, like this would be so fun. <laughs> um, don't worry. He's waiting. <laughs> he's waiting to protect Margie. So whenever you're ready. <laughs> um, my number is. <laughs> no, honestly, my husband, he's, he's very happy. Um, but it, it, that's, that's the sad part is that like, they know that like they pick their prey properly. Yeah. yeah. Picking the prey properly is, like, crazy to me. Yeah. 
And because then, like, I any bitch that I've ever beat up, like th- it wasn't like a prey type of thing. Like I didn't know I could beat you up. I just wanted to. Yeah. And then the <laughs> dynamic obviously changes. Right. So like when you stop allowing them to fuck with you like that, it. I cannot tell you enough. That it is so true when they say. That the majority of women don't die during a domestic violent relationship. Mm -hmm. They die leaving. Yeah. Or after they leave. Yeah. Because it doesn't stop. And people think like, oh, well, you know, like, just like like you're why don't you just get over it or like what is it that it's like 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 i said like my final exit to my ex there was a gun to my head yeah i was how old uh 18 yeah 18 um but i mean my parents my parents witnessed like one incident where like he was screaming at me in the car and my mom did come out like, what the fuck is going on? But then I just got out of the car and went inside. Like I didn't even say anything. So like when you say like his inner child is angry, imagine how angry he gets when he doesn't get what he wants with like him controlling me or like me or like, you know what I'm saying? Like the more that I separate myself and the more that I don't Mm -hmm. allow him to do X, Y, Z, or the more that I, the less that I react, the crazier that he gets because he gets more angry that he's like, what do I need to do to get a reaction out of you? Like he'll bring up, he'll bring up my dead people. Like, I mean, there was a time my great grandmother was passing of, of stomach cancer. And like during the time that she was like, during her last couple of days, I remember during an argument, he was like, I hope your your great-grandma dies, you stupid-ass bitch. Or like, something stupid like that. Like, triggering things that are just, like, just just unnecessary, like, emotional those, abuse. Those are the type of things that, like, the person in my life does to the women in his life. Um, and I'm just, and that's why I don't talk to him anymore. Because I'm just like, you're so ugly. Like, like why the do lowest the lowest of life, like the lowest of people, like to go that far? Like, how badly do you want to hurt me mm-hmm. or see me bleed for you to be happy with your high? It's mm-hmm. fucking weird. Like. I don't get joy out of it. Like, I'll tell you, like, the day that I went to jail that I thought that I was going to die, right? For example, in that moment, like, literally suffocated me to the point where I was about to black out. Yeah. And, like, I've never blacked out. I don't even know what that means. Do I die? Like, do I not die? I don't know. Like, what does that mean? You know, was there a brain mm-hmm. di- I don't know. So I just know that when I started to see that I was going to black out, I hit him, right, and broke his nose. When I tell you that immediately after... You felt bad. I felt like the biggest piece of shit on the planet. That was the first time I had ever laid a hand on him. Mm -hmm. We were years in already, like five years in. Mm -hmm. I had just let him do it and do it and do it. That was my first time I fought back and... It was only because I was like, fuck, I'm going to die tonight. Like, I'm going to die tonight. 
And after I hit him, that my first thought, in this exact order, without exaggeration, my first thought was, oh, fuck. I hurt him. Mm-hmm. And then my second thought was, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Because I broke his nose. Like, I, like he was, like, ble- bleeding. I said, he's going to kill me. So... I don't know. I just went there again. You lost me. <laughs> um, I never like. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I never. It's not that I ever thought it wasn't as bad, but I remember that one time you posted the photos on Instagram. You do you remember what I'm talking about? I remember posting them. I mean, yes, I remember posting them. I didn't know you followed me during that time. That's embarrassing. That was literally like this year. That's crazy. That was the abuse? Yeah. That's crazy. We weren't even working. Did we say the company name? I don't think we did. Hopefully we're going to have to listen back. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, No, I'm pretty positive we weren't even working there anymore. Um, Must have been a bad time. But I remember you posting the photos. I mean, so here's the thing, right? Like about posting stuff like that. It's like, do you post it? Do you not post it? You put so you posted. Some people are like playing like, you know, like telling you, like, get the fuck over it. Like, yeah. Or like, ew, why would you post that? Or like, it's so weird to post that. But it's also kind of like when we don't talk about like similar things, like, you know, the the whole Me Too movement type thing or like. Mm Or even like child um, abuse or sexual abuse, right? Like if the yeah. less that you talk about it, nobody wants to fucking talk about it. It's uncomfortable. Who the yeah. fuck wants to sit there and and say bad things? Nobody. I wish I didn't have to say, you know, half of the things. I wish, I wish my reality wasn't what I lived, but it was. And it's just like when we did that one episode where um, I talked about like my sexual abuse. Um... I just I thought to myself like this episode could either go one of two ways like it could either go where people are like here we go like yeah you're yeah. just talking about something that doesn't even matter anymore like yeah. you live you live a good life like yeah. who cares um, or it could be exactly how I knew it was going to happen because God put it on my heart and said I needed to talk about it and yeah. said that people were going to gain something from it yeah. and um. I appreciate, you know, the messages that I did get um, as far as like thanking me for even talking about it and coming out about it. And this is why I told Margie that I I felt this episode was so important. Oh, my God. I can't even. That's crazy. I didn't <laughs> think anyone. Yeah. Messaged you. That's yeah. Insane. I mean, I love that they did. Um, This is why I felt it was necessary for Margie to talk about it, because um, I never came out about those things, but it was even though I felt like I've already healed from that part of my life, it was healing just to know that um, people gained something positive from um, such like a vulnerable part of my life. Um, And then same thing with you. Like, I think you could gain so much um, just by talking about it. Like, even if no one does message you or anything like that, just by talking about it and like letting it out. Yeah. I I didn't cry during the episode talking about it, but I told you like when I heard it back, I think I listened to that episode like maybe five times. 
Um, and I, I cried. I'm gonna listen to this. One and I cried every time. time. But it was healing for me to listen to myself talk about it because I was like, um, I can't believe I'm at a point in my life where like I, I can actually say these things and yeah. like I'm okay. Yeah. And like to hear me um, talk about it on like my own platform where like now you and I are actually um, like making an impact and um, not only using this to like show people that we're fucking funny, but, but that we're like real people and like yeah. we also have real problems. We're not just these like. And like, for example, today I wasn't funny on Instagram. I wasn't no. even in, on Instagram. I haven't answered not one fucking text message today if it didn't belong to him from Lonnie, my grandma, my brother's. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like I, I will like when shit hits the fan. I just like will close up and I just want to be by myself. But so yeah, it's like the same. Like there are funny moments, but also there are moments that we're still like human. We're real people. I didn't want to record low key. Yeah, we're real people with real problems, and like we've probably gone through the same things you guys have gone through. I mean, even when it came to, like, um, that episode when, who was it that I was talking to that was, like, uh, oh, it was one of my clients. She was, like, I couldn't even finish listening to the episode because when I started to hear um, Margie talk about, like, her trauma with her dad, um, it just, like, started to trigger me and, like, remind me of me, so I had to turn it off. Yeah. And it was just, like, things as simple as that that, like, still were healing to them. Yeah. Um, and she didn't even know, like, what I talked about in the podcast. Yeah. Um, but then when I told her, she was like, I have to go back and listen. And, like, that's so crazy that, you know, like, I admire that about you, that you're so, like, forgiving. Yeah. Like, I wish I could be that way. Um, and so I know that people like to hear these sides of us not i mean obviously they love the funny sides of us but i know that they like to hear these sides of us yeah um so i'm glad that you were comfortable enough to say it but friend i love you and i just want you to be safe always and i'm really proud of how you handled it today Uh, don't fucking cry bitch (laughs) no i am i'm really proud of how you handled it today and i know that um uh, you're so much stronger than you used to be and even if you feel like your parents or your family like doesn't really have your back that way you know that like my home is always a safe haven to you and my door is always going to be open and if you ever needed to use like my my guest room just to like cry by yourself and things like that you know that you have that and you know that um to my husband you're like a sister and there's just never going to be a point in your life like you know obviously from the moment we met till till you we freaking leave this earth that like um you're not going to be protected and there's no way that he could ever do these things to you again and get away with it it's just not going to happen that way um and I'm always going to protect you. You're my sister. And I'm always going to protect you. Um, You, Bobby and Ezzy. It's just, there is never going to be a day that, like, those types of things are ever going to happen to you. And I'm going to turn a blind eye. Oh, I know. And I know, and I, I did feel that today. Like, 
like I even told my grandma like I just don't want to be here and I just want to like be by myself I even even before talking to you like I was like I just want to go to Lonnie's house because I just I, I already knew that wouldn't have even been a question you know like I could have just been like Lonnie I just need to stay here today like just because like when you go through those moments like um obviously it's it's good to not be alone right but it's also in that moment you want to be alone because I'm telling you like you're just like in a sh like a shame little kid like I just shit my pants or like I just made the worst mistake and my <laughs> so dad shit is like my pants for me <laughs> Like, yeah, like, literally, like, when, you, when you're when you just so embarrassed to fuck up as a child, like, that's how I felt. And, yeah, um, I mean, I spent all day today, like, literally on the phone with I, with Lonnie. I'm not even kidding. The whole fucking day. Yeah. Um, and just having, like, moments of crying and moments of, like, going back and forth and telling her, like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Um, you know, sometimes it even feels to the point where, like, like my head just wants to explode because it's just like anything nothing would feel better than feeling all of like the stress and tension mm -hmm. so I guess just like my advice to everybody is like obviously if you have somebody around that can be like reliable and like you know a good source of help you know like with you I've 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 had a lot of good habits like going to church stuff like that when you invite me to do things you invite me with my kids mm -hmm. and that's also very helpful and you guys have have been like um definitely the little village that I was that I that I probably if I had had you guys uh during the times that it was like uh just being the kids when I was like you know like newly had just had papi um, I think my life would have been like a million times easier, but these are, I'm but those so are grateful moments. for, yeah, like I'm so grateful for where I am right now. Um, as embarrassed as I feel today, because at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, it didn't fuck with like my income or like it didn't fuck with like my job stability like that type of thing like I didn't lose my my shit you know like I didn't go crazy I didn't get angry like I wasn't like screaming back or like I yeah. wasn't like yeah I was very level-headed I feel like as far as like reacting to him um but yeah the emotional part for me felt insane and that's why I say like um even though you you say like you're embarrassed and things like that and you were like, oh, I, I keep trying to think of, like, the tools that I learned in, like, therapy and stuff. Like, I don't think you realize that you were utilizing them the entire time. Yeah. I still don't see it. Because you did not react the way you would have prior to therapy. Yeah. I guess, yeah, because, like, even, even when, even with the kids, like, I was just like, okay. Yeah, like very nonchalant. That's another thing too. Like my another recommendation for anyone who is involved and separated with somebody that they have kids with is like, get yourself a decree. Like, go get some kind of custody agreement, whatever it is. But like written down on paper. That way, you know, like there's there's at least that somewhat of of stability and grounds, right? To like what the rules are. Because there's nothing worse than being taunted with 
an abuser, you know, during, during the, like, during the, um, the, the kid exchanges and all of that. And even if you don't have kids and this is your reality, um, and you're the person who says, well, I just don't want them to get in trouble. Like Margie kind of went through that today where she was like, I just, but I don't want him to get arrested. Yeah. Um, even though I've already sent him to jail once, I still felt, felt like, no, I don't want him to get arrested, but I'm sorry. That's the reason they're that way. Yeah. Because there are no consequences. But like I said, it's picking your prey. It's, it's knowing the people that you can manipulate. It's knowing the people that you can control and control in that way where, you know, they're not going to say anything. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Send them to jail. Or like where they know that you love them so much. Yeah. That you'll literally do. You'll eat dog shit for them. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, no, I've never done that, but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that went crazy. It's all little shit. No, I love When I was fast. down there. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um. No, yeah, it it it's definitely like it's it's hard to deal with, but I I say call because at the end of the day like it's either you or them. There's no other way to put it like yeah. there's no exaggeration behind that like literally it gets worse. It never gets better. It will never get better when somebody no. does something to the point where you are literally sitting there thinking to yourself like this motherfucker really hits me like this this person really has done this and that you know or like i mean and i don't care i've only gotten like punched once but like Hold suffocated on. a bunch i don't even care if they've never suffocated you hit you choked you slapped you nothing emotional if they have spit on you yeah it's enough if they have well that's assault if they have even yeah. just like mentally abused you, yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, there's literally nothing. There's nothing that you can think of that you can like do to somebody to degrade them as a woman. It's like that the, has that he hasn't done to me. It's like the podcast that I posted yesterday where he was like, "I will fight with you. I won't fight with you." Yeah, yeah. like. If I'm fighting with you and you're against me, like you're my op, yeah. but I'll fight with you for this relationship. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we will fight whatever enemy we have to fight in this relationship, but I'm not fighting with you. Yeah. So if you're fighting against your partner and not fighting with your partner, like side by side, then that's how you know that the relationship is just not it. Yeah. Um, And like, don't deal with the mental abuse. Don't deal with the physical abuse. Don't deal with the emotional abuse. Like, they're just being alone is just way better. Yeah. At that point. And and that kind of goes that ties in that ties in with the title. Right. That I said to you, it's very sad when I looked at myself. Five months pregnant, two children in. Not knowing, by the way, I was in school. I was in SD school. I was not, like, making fucking millions of dollars. I don't make millions now, but, um, like, I wasn't making any kind of significant... I was making 
$200 a day, five days a week, like not bad, right? Like not great, but not like bad, but whatever. Um, I didn't think that I was in a, in a place where I could like be on my own with my two ass fucking kids. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I still had to think about which men don't get right. I didn't just leave. Like I wasn't just like checking out. See you later. Like. I remember I was in SD school. He called me, whatever, said he was going back to work. I had to sit there and be like, okay, what am I going to do? I have to leave. How am I going to do this? Because I have two kids. Where am I going to go live? I'm about to have this baby. Like, in a few months, I can't go work somewhere because they're not going to hire me. Like, mm-hmm. I can, I'm can. i showing now. Problems men don't have, right? Yeah. When they're five months into pregnancy. Yeah. And then after that, like... um. You know, dealing with, like, obviously being alone, all of that. I lost my train of fucking thought. You were seeing how you were going to leave. Yeah, so that's my point, that I I sat there and I was like, this is scary as fuck, right? I bought a table for my household, you know? Like, he had already moved out. I bought a table. I financed it. I was like, I can afford it. I can afford it. Kind of a little scared, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like okay, my lease is up here because he moved out of the apartment. Then I was like, I got to get a house. And then I was like, fuck, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I afford it? And I was scared as hell. And I was just like, if I don't look at it the way that is like, I was more scared to stay in the situation that I was in. Mm Mm-hmm. And see how my life was going to play out that way. Then leaving and having no fucking idea what it was going to turn out to be. But knowing that it was going to be a million times better than sitting in that situation. And probably one day not even fucking waking up. Yeah. And to anyone who's afraid to leave, like, know that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy. It was really fucking hard. I mean, you saw some of it, right? Mm-hmm. It was really hard. Days like today were more repetitive, more often, every week. Yeah. Three times, a, two times a week, whatever. So um, it was very hard, but staying, I think, is m- much harder. Yeah. Detrimental, like, just like, it it finishes you. Mm-hmm. The f- The fucking one day that I had today... I literally t- told you today, I said, I feel like I'm on square one with my self-esteem. Yeah. That I've worked so fucking hard on. Mm-hmm. Not, mind you, I like, I haven't worked on it for a day or like a month. Like, I've been working on it for three years. Yeah. And so, um, I think that's like really important to know, like, I've always been a firm believer that if you're not uncomfortable in in a situation, if you're not being pushed to be uncomfortable, then you're not growing. And why would you want to stay in that situation and like be comfortable with something? Um, I might be single for the rest of my life, but you know what? I would much fucking rather be single for the rest of my life than sit here and deal with some shit like that. Yeah. Hail to the no. You have to be fearlessly fearless. Yeah, you have to be uncomfortable and push yourself. And, like, sometimes you're going to be faced with decisions in your life that you have to just let go or, like, walk away or be pushed and be afraid of 
be less afraid of being afraid. Yeah. Because staying in that fear is just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did well today, friend. You you did well today. Very proud of you. Proud of how you handled it. I'm not going to the gym after this. You should go to the gym after this. I'm exhausted at this point. Yeah, but you should go to the gym after this. Who votes that Margie should go to the gym after this? Say yes. <laughs> we won't find out till tomorrow. <laughs> no, Wait, I think no I think Wednesday. You yeah, I think you should. What's what's a thirty minute workout gonna hurt? Go for a run. I'm good. I can't run, bitch. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have today. I think we're gonna do a fearlessly fearless part two next week. Yes, we are. Um, so this will just be part one and then part two will come next week, but it'll be a little more uplifting, but um, it's all going to tie together. We're kind of like piggybacking off of our past episode, and I know this one was kind of long, but um, it was a good one, and I hope you guys get out of it. Um, what... Sorry for everyone I tricked. <laughs> no, I hope you guys get out of it what we think and you know what we pray you're going to get out of it. Um, be fearlessly fearless and um, if you are getting out of situations like that uh, you have to literally turn off the noise like keep freaking going listen to you have to be obedient to God's whispers in order for you to get out of you know dark situations like that it feels scary but just listen and keep going yeah all right well, see you next week. Good night.